my name is William Jensen. I live in Utah, and this is a Keeping It Conservative episode. I have a conservative point of view I have since I was kind of a little kid, and I've loved politics since I was even younger than that, and history. And here with me today is a really good friend of mine and moderator, Kyle Norton. Hello, it's good to be here. I will be the neutral um, party in this. I'll be, I'll be, uh, I don't have a strong opinion either way, so I'll be the one asking the questions and I want to hear his viewpoint on it and so we can get his thoughts across. We'll also be kind of going back and forth and giving both of our opinions. It's mm-hmm. going to be good to hear both sides. Totally. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, just a question to start it off. All right, here what, we go. Uh, what inspired you to start keeping it conservative, this podcast? Well, for as long as I can kind of remember, you know, since I was even about, I would say, sixth grade or so, mm-hmm. I've had guys like you, Kyle. Kyle's my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> brother-in-law. Coincidentally. Coincidentally. <laughs> um, I've had him. I've had my parents. I've had friends and other extended relatives who have just told me I needed to get my opinion and my voice out there, and I needed to start recording my thoughts and what I believed and what I thought about the world, and that's just how I got it kind of kicked off. You are definitely a politically advanced for your age. There's I don't know very many seventeen year olds who really even give any uh, I don't know credence to politics. Most seventeen-year-olds don't give a crap. Let's be honest. Well, no. I didn't when I was seventeen. <laughs> Twenty-eight now, but and I make. Yeah, I mean, it's more important to me now, but still, it's uh, it's impressive how much you care about politics. Well, it's just something that's really important to me. You know, some kids like sports yeah. and you know gaming and video games, but really that stuff's cool and it's awesome and I love it. But it's not really a world changer. It doesn't change people's lives. It doesn't really impact anyone politics changes the world it changes our way of mm-hmm. going about life it changes whether or not you have a job it changes how your family works it's a really big deal and that's why i think i have such an interest in it and started mm-hmm. having an interest in it at a young age awesome well i'm sure we'll talk more about uh, <laughs> uh i mean our personal lives and why we got in <laughs> or why politics matter and stuff but we'll let's get into what we're going to talk about today okay um First thing on the ballot is uh, party division mm-hmm. and uh, the current, I guess, the current state of affairs with party division, mm-hmm. where we're at with Trump, the new the election coming up between Joe Biden and uh, President Trump. Yeah. Well, as sad as it is, party division has been happening for as long as America's been a country. Now, it's gotten really bad. During recent years, it kind of it was on edge with Obama and things were President Obama and things were really divided, of mm-hmm. course. But they aren't right; they aren't even close to how they are now. It's insane, actually. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intense. Um, when it even, I mean, it happens in our family. Actually, we have party division. <laughs> but like, it, it's all, all it gives, puts you on edge with people that. I mean, you. Sh- I don't know. I don't know why the party division has to be so deep in our personalities. You know, I don't know if you know what I mean by like, Oh, for sure. But like you see someone that's a Democrat and you're Republican, you 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 automatically think less. And why is that? Exactly. Well, I think it's because of this. And as much as I, I love our president. I want to make that very clear through this podcast. I love president Trump. I love his policies. I love how he's running our country. 
Um, he is a very different kind of guy to step mm-hmm. into the political arena, so to speak. He really, when he first came about, he's just said some very outrageous things, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, he would, he talked about immigrants as, um, he said, Mexico's not sending their best over and that infuriated people. And then on top of that, he attacked Senate. You remember Senator John McCain, uh-huh. the late Senator POW, American hero. He attacked him and it was in his own party. Yeah. So people were outraged. And they were even more outraged when he was elected president. And I think that's kind of what seared this divide, is that there's these never-Trumpers out there, mm-hmm. parts of the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, who cannot stand the president. They don't want any part of him. So they label all Republicans as these just crazy, fanatical people who will go at nothing to support Trump, which I, mean, I support Trump all the way, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm willing to admit he does some dumb stuff, and he says some dumb stuff, but I don't want that to define the person I am. I think that plays a huge role in our division as society today with politics. What do you think about the reporting on the opposing networks like Fox and CNN? It feels like there's a lot of fake news that comes from both sides. And it's kind of hard to know what to believe at times. Because CNN will attack Trump saying he's done these horrible and nasty things, whether it be sexual allegations or things that any same person would not want that person to be president. But then you come from Fox side and they say that's not true at all. Or you shouldn't believe those allegations for this and this. I don't, and it's kind of hard to derive an opinion. Honestly, people. Kyle, I think it's ridiculous news agencies these days. I think mm-hmm. they are just so skewed left. It's, it's not even funny. They don't want to report on what Trump's doing. Mm -hmm. For example, and this is going to irritate a lot of people. I'm going to tell you that right now. News agencies have chosen to hammer the president on coronavirus and the coronavirus response he's had. I think that's funny because President Obama, during the H1N1 virus in 2009, where hundreds of thousands lost lives, did, did absolutely nothing for the most part. Yet Trump has shut down our economy. He has passed massive stimulus checks to give Americans, which we can talk about later, that stuff. But the news agencies don't care. And you know what? He's absolutely right. It's fake news all the way. I totally support the president on that. Yeah. And it's hard as a neutral um, citizen, I guess, not knowing which side to pick on a lot of topics and politics to know what is true and not true about President Trump. Uh, I think economically there's a lot of division too. At the beginning I thought that he was amazing for economics. Putting the, I mean the state of the U.S.'s economics during his presidency, I always thought was amazing, but now I hear from the um, Democratic side that um that it's not as good as the Republicans say it is. Well, that's where they're wrong for the most part. Kyle, he, we saw record, record unemployment for minority communities. Mm-hmm. We saw hundreds of thousands of jobs being brought into the country every year. We saw trade deals with China and Mexico being renegotiated and billions flowing back into the United States economy. And that was a direct result of President Trump. When Obama was in office for eight years, mm-hmm. the economy was stagnant. When Trump took office, the stock market was great. Jobs came in. 
like I've said before, trade deals were renegotiated. Now, the Democrats, in my opinion, and I believe a lot of our users feel the same, are trying to keep the economy down. They don't want it to grow. They know that if it grows, so will Trump's popularity. Because you're right, that is one of his strong suits, is the economy. He's held several successful businesses. He's a billionaire. He knows what he's doing, and he's done wonders for our country. Mm -hmm. And the last thing the Democrats want is for people to know that. Yeah. And I think this uh, COVID-19 pandemic that we're in, is a difficult position to put any president in. And I honestly don't know how t anybody would have handled it in a neutral point of view, handled it any better than President Trump. I don't know. It, just think about that, putting your country in that uh, situation and how you would handle it. That's almost impossible. Because either way, anything you do is going to get criticized. So I honestly, I don't have any problem with the way Trump has handled I mean, he makes some comments that are a little, of course. I mean, questionable. <laughs> that that's his style. <laughs> yeah, that is his style, and yeah, and he doesn't care about being abrasive with his comments. So I, I get, I get that as a person, person taking Trump. <laughs> if you're just a normal person, you're gonna get offended by him <laughs> because he doesn't care, and I, I know that's part of his mo and. I don't. It, it's working, and I think people or like that. I know. I think people love that. They're sick of political correctness. They're sick. Of, I think. I think maybe half of the people are sick. Of exactly. But you never know with media. I don't. That's another thing. I am well, so confused on what the majority is. Do the are the majority of people pushing PC culture, or is the majority against PC culture? And that's where it's tough because I think you're right when you said it's actually pretty. Equal, both mm -hmm. sides. I think, personally, there's a little bit more on the side that's not favoring it. It's it's impossible to keep a culture politically correct. You would have to do what pretty much they're doing right now. And we can go into that. Should we? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think... Yeah, we'll get into the second topic in a yeah, second. Yeah. But I think... I think political correctness is good to a certain extent. As a neutral party, again... Uh, it does get a little annoying how far it can take or how far some people can take it. Um, but I do think you need to respect people's feelings. For sure. But it does it does seem like people take a little far these days. I'm just I'm a little bit sick, especially so Trump when he said about immigrants for the most part and illegal crossings into our border, he has mm -hmm. said there are a lot of fine good people coming across, and that's true. But there's also not some good people. But the problem with the media, Kyle, is that they don't care about the part that he said where it's fine and good. Mm -hmm. They care how he said they're sending thugs and they're sending criminals over. It was the same thing. I don't know if you remember this. The Charlotte. The Charlotte riots at all mm -hmm. with a Robert E. Lee statue. Terrible. Some yes. guy drove his car into a crowd. It was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. He called neo-Nazis and Klan members thugs. And gang members, and they have no part, nor does their hateful ideology, in American society. Yeah. But the minute he says there are good people on both sides of this argument, people lose their mind. They don't care that he said how he called out neo-Nazis and Klan members and these hateful groups. They don't mm -hmm. care about that. They're focusing. They only care about how he said that. Yeah. And that is the problem, Kyle. And Robert E. Lee is the slave owner? No. Yes, but the he was a Confederate general, but that's up for debate because he also opposed... 
slavery, and he opposed okay. the whole Civil War. He was just fighting for a state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's tough. A lot of that. Yeah. I did some research when I started hearing about these riots against slave or tearing down statues of former slave owners that are now passed away. Obviously, hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah. Hundreds. <laughs> um, and kind of just bringing back the sins of our founding fathers, you know, oh. like George Washington had slaves and all of this, but they kind of do skip over, hey, but they're the ones that opposed it for the majority, and maybe they did, but, and I think, yeah, that's another thing with the, the party division, is they single out the little thing they leave out the majority of the story. Exactly. And I think it happens on both sides. For, oh, for Did sure. You agree with that? Oh, I totally do. I think that um, Trump bashes Nancy Pelosi a lot. And yeah. she kind of deserves it. I'm not going to lie. She's not <laughs> She's not my favorite. But I also know that she has done a lot of good things while she has been a representative from California. I can acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I don't like her policies, but I can acknowledge that she's done some good things. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so before we um, move on to the next topic, what, do you, what would you think would heal the division between the parties? Obviously, it's never going to be healed. All completely the way, in yeah. the next topic is kind of my what I want to know. I mean, but do you think there's any way to heal the division? Kind of bring us a little more united. I love two parties. All right, I will answer this. I love our president. I really do. But I think he has to be gone for it to happen. I'm going to be honest. Okay. He's not, and I think the people listening to this will agree with me for the okay. most part. He is not a unifier. He's a guy who gets things done. And he doesn't I care if he hurts your feelings. One hundred percent. Right? Yeah. And he's great, and he's done great things, but he's not a unifier. No. That's not in his interest to unify the country. That's and that's something, by his comments. And that's his. something that makes me sad a little bit. I hate seeing our country so divided. So I think one thing that needs to happen is first that we have our president, bless his heart, <laughs> when he leaves office, yeah. whether that's in 2020 or 2024, yeah. I think we'll see a little bit better. But another thing we could do is try and understand each other a little bit more. I think that both parties are so just, they view each other as evil, mm-hmm. and the people in that party is evil, that they're not, ridiculous. it's terrible. There's, I, I love my sister. Mm-hmm. Our, you know our sister. Yes. She nice is, well. your sister, <laughs> your sister-in-law, <laughs> she is a Democrat and pretty hard, far left, I'd say far left, far left liberal, and I love her more than life itself, and mm-hmm. I know she loves me too, and that politics play no part in our relationship. Yeah. I wish that Americans would take that, me included, would mm-hmm. take that same approach. And I think we will. I hope we will in the coming years. But that's the best way I can sort of put it out. It's having empathy for the other party. Okay. Well, then let's, that'll lead us into the <laughs> next topic. And this is something I've always wondered. And I feel like no one talks about it. And maybe it's just I'm completely <laughs> missing something or there's some obvious reason that this can't be. But why there has to remain a two-party system and why there has to be team blue and team red mm-hmm. if you know mm-hmm. what i mean and why can't we just run as just i mean yeah people can say independent but that's that's just dumb i mean because if you keep a republican and a democrat party it's kind of just easy to bandwagon is my thought on it, and if you just ran as who you are and you stated your policies, didn't have to brand it Republican or Democrat, it seems more of a fair. I don't want to say fair because I mean, 
it's still fair the way we do it now, but more of like, I don't know, a way to, for voters to be more dedicated or in, to researching their, who they're going to vote for instead of just saying, I'm team Republican, <laughs> I'm team Democrat, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just easy to jump on the surface level ideologies of each okay. party. So I took a class. I love psychology. I love it a lot. And I know this is, sounds completely random, but it's not. We as humans love to be part of tribes. Yeah. We love to say our side versus your side. We love that. And I think the two parties know that and they're feeding on that a little bit. Now, do you, might, do you know Ross Perot? You ever hear of him? Yes. Yes. He was the leader of the Reform Party in 1992. Okay. And he ran one of the greatest campaigns of a third-party candidate in American history. So he came close. So close. He was an American billionaire. He ran as the Reform Party's candidate, uh-huh. and it was in the 1992 election. Now, it was against George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. And that race was pretty close. But Ross Perot took a lot of the American South and American West with him, and he really kind of destroyed George H.W. Bush's Economy argument, just uh-huh. as Bill was doing. It's the economy, stupid. He was that was how they beat him. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. I love. We love bringing. We love bringing Mr. Trump into this conversation. As president, but Mr. Pr- our president was considering and was doing interviews and was looking into it heavily to run as a reform form party candidate in the 2000 election. Mm-hmm. Now he chose not to ultimately, and the guy that did run. Ended up losing just terribly, you know. Mm-hmm. And President Trump told Roger Stone, one of his um, advisors, political advisors, Roger, you can't win in the third party way. It's, there's no way to win. Because if you identify as a Republican, you're going to get a huge swath of voters behind you. Yeah. And vice versa, as a Democrat, you're going to get a bunch of so people I'm behind the you. Exactly. It's, just, it's kind of like you inherit it too. It's like, oh, my parents were Republican. Now I'm a Republican. I guess I'm a Republican. I would have done the same thing. I, yeah. It's, I am neutral. I mean, I was raised in a Republican household. And just, I'm not going to lie, I thought Democrat was bad, right? Mm -hmm. That meant bad. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean bad. And I am very neutral now where I don't even know which side I would vote for. And so... That's the thing that throws me off is like the bandwagoning thing. You get so many voters just because you say you're Republican. You might not even support. You might. There's a lot of people, my wife, your sister, <laughs> that voted for Trump and now she hates Trump. She, she actually knows. Yes. Just because of the person he is. Oh, I mean, yeah. as like. I don't think she understands his policies at all, but like that he's been. Allegation, sexual allegations from a thirteen-year-old, yeah. and other, not yeah, even yeah, pedophilia, yeah. Of course. <laughs> but just other women's allegations against him. So, did you know my dad, your father-in-law? <laughs> he is the exact opposite. What? He did not vote for Trump in 2016. Did he vote Hillary? He didn't vote he either. Didn't vote. He hated it. Good. Now, my dad is donating. Dad is donating to Trump. Really? He loves him, and he will vote for him in 2020. Hmm. But he doesn't like the person he is. I think that happened. I think what Kyle and I just described happened to a lot of people. They flipped. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, so my generation especially, 
has a tendency not to care. So I don't know. It really could change. Our generations could change up the way politics work. I, I, I mean, that's, yeah, going back to the two-party system. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think it will ever change. <laughs> I don't think so because that nothing in government changes fast. <laughs> and that's like the biggest underlying part of the backbone of and the are, society. And they're just. But, yeah. And so it's not going to change as much as I would think it would benefit society. I want someone to tell me why it wouldn't. Oh no! No one can. <laughs> no one can tell you that. Other than Kyle, these these parties are making billions. Yeah. They are making billions, and they're not going to stop just because we say is this morally right to divide us as a people into two parties? Yeah. We don't think it's right. They could care less. They're making billions. Heritage mm-hmm. Post the. Um, pro-choice alliance, just that kind of stuff. They are just raking yeah. in money. It's about money to these parties. The candidates, I think, are more caring about the country, and they use the party yeah, and the voters from that totally. party, and I think that's what it is. Yeah. But the party, for the most part, I think is in it for the money. Yeah, and is it true that Trump didn't even really know <laughs> if he was a Democrat or Republican years ago? No, he didn't, and he wasn't. Did you know that he was a liberal? What, when he, yeah, in his youth in the 80s and stuff. Yeah. But then at the end of the 80s, he grew and loved Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I, I mean, who doesn't? Who does? He's got the hair of a Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> who can't love Ronald Reagan? Am I right? I could go for hours talking about Reagan. Yeah, Reagan. But he loved Reagan. He loved his policies. He loved a strong man. So, and he said, the Democrats don't have a strong man, so I'm going to be a Republican. Yeah. And he ran as conservative from them. He saw in 2016 a weak party. And the Republican was weak. Our last candidate was Mitt Romney. <laughs> right? Mitt Romney. Hey, we're from Utah. Oh, yeah. No, we're from Utah. Don't worry. I love Trump. Kyle here is a... I, I, I don't like Mitt Romney, but... Yeah. I, I don't know about him anymore either. You oh. see, I don't understand him. He is just a bag he's very, of cats, I think he's just very... Just, he, he's, he plays a politic game more than I thought when he first ran for... Well, people loved him when he first yeah, ran he first here. Yeah, president. People loved him, and then people didn't. I mean, I don't. I. But yeah, he sure dropped off the face <laughs> of the planet after criticizing Trump. And so, hardcore. so here was his problem, Kyle. Was during the impeachment vote, there was one Republican in the Senate to vote mm-hmm. to see witnesses. Yeah. And that one Republican happened to be our senator from Utah, Mitt Romney. I don't know. I don't like Mitt Romney. I think he doesn't have a backbone. But back he on... He may not. But, I mean, he doesn't... He's, he, he's not going exactly. to try to run. Exactly. Him. And back but, on the subject, Trump just saw a weak party. Yeah. He didn't. He saw Jeb Bush. He saw Ted Cruz. And he's like, these are a bunch of pushovers. I can handle yeah. it. And he slaughtered all of them. Yeah, he did. He just ran through the field. And the Republican leadership... Hate, and that's why I like him so much, is because the Republican leadership and the GOP hated him. They thought he was the worst. He was. He's, well, an, he's not a politician. And he's an outsider, Kyle. Yeah. He wasn't part of the party system, like what we're talking, the two-party system. Mm-hmm. He was an outsider. He was using, the Republican Party was his vehicle. Yeah, he's a to businessman. Get, he knows how to use. Exactly. And he knew how to slope. Tell me, is that not the greatest? What political slogan will you know for the rest of your life? The Maybe Yes We Can by Obama. No, we're going to remember Make America Great However Again. However controversial it seems to some people. It, yes. It's very... Memorable. And it's memorable, and people love it. They'll slap it on hats. They'll slap it on posters. But it almost became, to the liberal side, a almost like a slur. <laughs> oh, you're right. 
They, they, I think they think of it as a slur. Oh, for sure. In some restaurants, you'll walk in. If you're wearing a MAGA hat, they'll ask you to take Actually, off the leaf. Actually, at where I work, someone wore a MAGA hat into work, and he was asked to remove it. Interesting. Which, I don't know. Is that legal? Technically. So, it, it's the same debate with the NFL, Kyle. I, it's private property. So, technically, oh, so you can tell them to do whatever they want to do. You can tell them not to take a knee. You can tell them to do a lot of stuff. Now, the NBA, NFL, sorry. Sound like Joe Biden. The NFL has changed their policy on kneeling, and that's just shaking a lot of people up. But I think that's because they're a private property. They can do that. It's the same thing kind of with your company, yeah. if that makes sense. That's interesting, though. You know, yeah, He could have fought that, really. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's uh, move on to the – well, any final thoughts on – Two-party system. Two-party system. I think both the parties have changed. No, no, no. Here's my th- feeling about two parties. I think the conservative Republican Party has stayed the same since about Lincoln. They've stayed pretty consistent. The Democrats have changed on a number of issues, including racial issues, Mm -hmm. which is what we're going to be moving into. Yeah, my last thoughts is I I would like to see a (laughs) no-party system and just run under your own uh, banner, I guess, and just like your... Values and your um, your policies that you're gonna back just be your uh, party instead of having to label it something. But you know, exactly, I agree. I'll die on that. <laughs> okay. So, Kyle, are you registered at all with any party, or are you no, still in? Are you independent? We're I in, got oh. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. I'll process this. Okay, <laughs> we'll move to our last topic. Which is racial tensions and racial issues, issues in the present day of the United States of America. Yes. Now, Kyle, you know me. You know I love history. You know I love looking at history. Well, first off, say, what, what is your ethnicity? <laughs> oh, so <laughs> for those wondering, I am half black, half white. And I'm proud to be black and I'm I am proud white. to be white. Yeah, we got a, my white friend here. <laughs> um. Yes, I'm half black, half white, and that is very interesting. So where we live tends to be very white. We live around a lot of white people, and yeah, that's like ninety percent of us are white, and it's interesting. And we can talk about that later. Yeah. But with racial tensions, racial tensions are very interesting in the United States because they've been happening since our creation yeah. as a country, as a nation. Yeah, I mean we were. Founded on slavery. We were... well. So this is where Kyle and I disagree on that term. So I think we were founded on liberty, but slavery was just something we used. Yeah, I mean, we were founded as a nation on liberty, but the British brought the tradition of owning slaves, right? Yeah. Which, I don't know, we justified liberty by saying that slaves weren't completely considered... A citizen I, or I a guess. human? Because <laughs> it wasn't like that three fifths law or whatever that yeah. they considered three fifths of the. Uh, and that's how the south. And that's how the south got a lot of votes anyway, was from anyway, that. I agree that we're founded on liberty, but I mean, slavery was a big was part some, of it. I yeah. am willing to, and I am, and we have a bad history with that, yeah. and it's something we have to deal with. I, however, do not believe in erasing history just because you don't like what happened. That's yeah. not how history works. I love history. If you can't tell, it's my favorite class in school. I think that it was a different time with how they did things. They yeah. didn't view it as wrong, even though it, to us, and it is wrong. It's wrong. But to them, it wasn't. 
and it's not up to us to judge them. Yeah, and I get it, but it did ingrain in the cultures that... Oh, yes. I mean, like, Southern cultures who were more dependent upon slavery, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, it ingrained a... I don't know, a feeling towards African Americans, right? For sure, for sure. It persisted for... Until now, I believe. I still believe there's a lot of racist people just because of how they were raised, how their parents uh, taught them to act around African Americans or any race, to be honest. For sure. But I, because it's not just African Americans that are discriminated against in the U.S. No, and it's not. But speaking on that, I, and this is where I hate both parties, have mm-hmm. used race. As yes. a pawn I in their Joe game Biden. of chess. Oh, don't even get me on Sleepy Joe. Oh my. I mean, they both, but I mean, some things that Joe Biden outright have said, especially on what was the podcast? Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the Gods. Oh my. I mean, that was absurd. And Trump has said several things that aren't and good. And Trump has said very for sure. racist things. But I, you answer me this. Has he ever said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black? No. Exactly. He, that's but Joe Biden was trying to play some scheme that he did was half baked and just blurted out the oh worst. Oh my gosh! Well, you know, like I understand what he was trying to do. He's almost eighty. He doesn't yeah. know where he is. And we can talk about Joe Biden later. We we don't like him, by the way. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joe Biden is he's basically just the puppet of for the Democrat. Oh yeah, for Bernie Sanders for AOC. But you do know Joe Biden in the nineties signed the nineteen ninety four crime bill which put hundreds of thousands of African-Americans behind bars. He said, I believe he said, I'm quoting, this might be wrong, but when this bill comes out of Congress, it's going to have Joe Biden's name on it. And the only Mm. thing not in this bill is getting hung for jaywalking. He stated many times how he wanted to take back the streets, how there were these animals on our streets. And I I don't care for that at all. I don't care how he... Thought about African Americans then. I don't care how he praised these segregationists from the South at their funerals. I think that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's wrong that he's pretending to be this, ooh, kumbaya, race equality guy now just yeah. to get the vote. And I, I, would, I don't know. I think it's absurd if he gets the African American vote and Trump doesn't. I think he lost a lot. I, I don't know. Exactly. Here's the thing there, the Democratic, Democratic Party has a hashtag going around right now, which is... What is it? Settle for Biden, I think. Are you kidding me? I think I heard oh, it. You? <laughs> Maybe that's just like a small hashtag, but I have seen it, and my wife was talking to me about it, and I was like, settle for Biden. Settle for... Just because they hate Trump so much, right? And that's wrong, Kyle. But, that's really wrong to me, that they hate him so much that they're not even willing... Because you, you got to agree with me here. Bernie was the winner. Of their primaries. He was the winner both times, yeah. folks, 2016 and 2020. But yeah. their party didn't but like both him. both of them, both of those candidates are so old. So is Trump. Trump's, Trump's old, old, but he seems like he's 40. Yeah. He puts off the vibe that he's just this super chill young guy. Not chill. Yeah. <laughs> Strike not chill. that. Strike that. <laughs> um, just explosive kind of guy. So bring it back to race with Trump, though. <laughs> he has had a history of kind of being racist just because do you remember the New York Six oh New York yeah five? New York the, was it the Brooklyn not New York what am I saying the Central, Central Park. Park yeah because that's where it happened Central 
part five. There's a great show on Netflix yeah, about and this. It's, it's great. And they talk about how Trump had a hand in that. Actually. Oh, he for sure did. How he was backing the police 100% and wanted to put these kids away for life. And he wanted them dead. Of, I think yeah, he pretty sure he said he wanted them dead. Think, I knows that it was coming from a racist nature. Um, I I don't know though. He's done a lot for African American communities before he even got to the presidency. He was awarded. I'm pretty sure, like building homes in. I don't know what it's called, but there's a picture with him, Rosa Parks, Muhammad Ali, receiving an award. For I, it was something with building homes in minority communities. Like in the projects. Yeah, and it was a big deal. I think he does a lot of good. I think he says dumb stuff, but I don't think he means it. See, Joe Biden meant it when he signed those bills into law. He made laws. Joe has actions. Trump has words. That's how you must view this. Yeah. Which is worse to you? I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> it it's a toss. I mean, it's not a toss up. You gotta you gotta think. It's a rabbit Going hole. back to the party system now, it's like it's a toss-up now. you got to pick whatever you think the party's going to do, not the president, in most people's mind. Because people hate Trump, and Joe Biden's a joke. Exactly. And exactly. So, who do you who do you think's going to win, Kyle? I think Trump's... I don't exactly. Know. Me too. I man. think Trump, but I think... Joe Biden might get it just to be the puppet of the Democratic Party. And that's what and I'm worried about. if they can convince about. enough people... To just vote Biden Democrat because Joe Biden's not going to do anything. He's and he's not Trump. He I think it's has not dementia, maybe. <laughs> and and oh, they, my sister, they switched on me. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, creepy Joe Biden. That's just what he is. And he maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It would seem like he would just be the puppet of. The Democratic Party, and they might win because of that. And but I could also see Trump getting a second term, and I don't know. It I could go either, way, either Kyle. way. I have I'm undecided. It'll I'm be interesting. About. So I hope that my friend Kyle, and I hope that Trump will win. Will win, and I hope Kyle votes for him. But we're going to try and get Kyle. The goal of the <laughs> the goal of this podcast is to get Kyle to vote for Trump. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> let's just bounce back, finish up on racial issues. Let's talk a little bit about George Floyd since that uh, was terrible. That was a Disgusting. huge thing that triggered the America. focus on back onto racial tension. Because it kind of, I mean, it's always been there. It's but it, peter- it. it petered off it after petered 2017. Off. No one wasn't really talking. I mean, people talk about it every once in a while. But the George Floyd um, murder. I'm calling it a murder because it was. It was, no, for um, sure. Really put the social consciousness back onto racial mm-hmm. tensions. So here's here's my take on it. What happened to all four of those officers involved in that murder? They're Arrested. In, they're in prison for life. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. I think... That's about all you can do. What else? We can. I like what Trump said, where he wants to invest, investigate this whole community of officers to see if there's any racial yeah. history. So, but I'm saying, like, as reform in. Uh, what does reform look like, though? That's reform in the police. Community. Yeah, right? yeah. And defund the police. I think. Oh, I'm against. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So we'll talk about defund the police in a second. But just like the Breonna Taylor, too, and there's a bunch of other. Yeah. They've got the. I love. I support. I love Black Lives Matter. 
I support that till the end. I want to make yeah. that clear on this podcast. I don't, however, support violence. And I don't support looting. And I don't support this hatred and demonization of our police. Yeah. Every police I've ever come in contact with has been nothing but kind mm-hmm. and firm with me. I believe it's unfair to label all... The same way I won't label every Muslim a terrorist, yeah. I will not label every police officer a racist. Yeah, and so I'm going to... I've actually done some research on defund the police. It's very harsh sounding, the term defund the police, which I think misrepresents what the movement actually is. Mm-hmm. I think... I think there are a lot of police officers that are that get put... Like, what was his name? Devin? Derek Chauvin. Derek, that's right. Derek Chauvin. Who is kind of just a brute. Who was given a police badge, right? And I think the training needs, it's very short. But the the page, Kyle, the page, they don't have, and they don't have these guys. They don't have enough to. Yeah, well, no, I mean, yeah, okay. I think we need police always. We're always going to need police and we need them well-trained. I think the training is... I think they need to be refunded. That's my thing. Yeah, but they have plenty of funding. But they don't, Kyle. These cops are being paid about 50 grand a year. I I mean, yeah, the majority are. But here's the thing. That's the thing. They could... Bump the pay. Bump the educational requirement. Yeah, I think the educational... Because training needs to be more. And I think that not every case needs to be handled by the police. Really, you know, I disagree, Kyle. I, I firmly because they're not trained to handle all these situations. But a do lot you want of to them say, are just? Are you talking about domestic violence? No, domestic violence. So a lot of police, a lot yeah, of. I think you should. Yes, the police should handle domestic violence. I've heard arguments against that, but that's a very dangerous situation. Yeah, do you want to send a social worker no, in don't. there? No, but there's a lot of cases where a social worker would be better. I disagree, man. With these criminal cases, at least we. Yeah, well, yeah, but the, here the majority of things are not these violent criminal cases and I don't know I think some of these funding that's going to police could be put into poor projects for better schooling mm-hmm. for better giving them a more of an opportunity to not choose crime okay do you know what I mean oh I do I do but so my question is what do you so this is what I I make fun of I love Kyle brings a good different neutral party to this and it's what makes it interesting but my question is this: What does defund the police mean? What are you defunding from the police? Uh, I think what you're defunding is—that's the question. No one can answer me that. Is hiring? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Is it underfunded? Do you really believe that? I think it is. Because there's Kyle. a lot of stats that show that it's overfunded. That the majority of the state's tax dollar is going to the police officer. And that, that might be. Granted, that might they be. Do yeah. need a lot because they have a lot of ground to cover. Of responsibility. Now, what to me personally, what defund the police means is that you're going to start cutting these units. You're going to cut the sex crime unit. You're going to cut the homicide unit. You're going to cut the street patrol unit. They're going to have to cut units. Yeah. That's what people want. They hide it under this guise, yeah. so to speak, of we're just going to give the money to better places. I think personally, they just want this. Is my sister, for example does not like police officers. Yeah. She's a little too far on it. Exactly. And I believe most people are like, and I think on that whole movement, do not want police officers, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. No, that that's completely incorrect in my opinion. Exactly. 
we obviously have a dire need of having police officers. You can't just have bad people running rampant. But I want to make it clear. Kyle supports law enforcement. Yeah, I support it wholeheartedly. Yeah. I believe that the defund the police movement is more than what it sounds. Um, for example, here in Farmington, Utah, Caseville, Utah, here we are, <laughs> the city boundaries, um, I've seen people who get pulled over for speeding have three or four police cars show up because they have nothing well, to do. Well, they're bored. <laughs> exactly. So that's what <laughs> they, they literally have nothing to do here. And I, I, I mean, some cities need more. Well, it's, it's just a small. Yeah, you go to a more crime-ridden city, you're going to need more cops. But we do not need to be throwing dollars at... <laughs> Okay, I might and the, I might jump on with you on that one. Yeah, it's like what? What they're so bored and I don't know. So it just depends obviously city to city, state to state what the needs are and you obviously need the police to fight crime and to be able to handle the situation and do their job. Maybe defund the police can mean Relocate, reallocating the funds they do have to different things like training, more training, need more or training. into certain units. Yeah, like I'm saying, the homicide unit could probably we could put funding you there. Can't hire this thug at a high school that was just bullied forever and just wants to be a police because now he has power and give him this authority. It's not good. Can you agree with that? Oh, first I I do, okay. and I think it should take at least a bachelor's or an associate's degree yeah. to get it. Because I I've looked into doing law enforcement, and you know I need my high school diploma to be part of the Utah Highway Patrol, pretty sure, and Kaysville Police Department. Yeah, I think there's certain I mean accolades you to get high up in. You I, I'm do. not sure. I'm not sure how it works. You but. do, but I'm with you on there. But I also think they deserve. I I am for refund the police. I think that they deserve more money because if we hire the schooling it takes then you have to hire raise the salary the problem is the salary is so low they can't attract any guys with bachelor degrees or these ex-military guys who want to come do it because it's not enough money yeah they know they can make more money doing something else so then you get these thugs like we're talking about i think another thing is how many people go to jail for things and just stay there for things that are just not minor drug offenses and we're we're spending all this money to keep them in there when they could be, we could be helping them in society to be a contributing member of society. Yeah, you know, I agree of just with that. Chucking them in. The I mean, clink. that is <laughs> the clink. It's prison Mike. <laughs> Anyways, I think that that is actually one thing that Trump is very supportive of. Okay. He wants to lower the. You heard about the three strike rule, right? You get three strikes, you're in there for 10 years minimum. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. by the way, folks, that was a Joe Biden law on the 1994 crime bill. I want to make that clear. Um, Trump supports taking down those rules. He supports curbing drug prices so that I believe personally Donald Trump is a friend to the minority community, whereas most politicians pretend they are. Yeah. That is Even my opinion. he seems a little harsh. He them. does, but I believe he is their friend. I believe the Republican Party and our conservative way of thinking is turning into that more and more. It used to not be so much that way. I'm willing to I'm willing to bend on that one, maybe. But that was both parties too. Yeah. That weren't so. It's just taking the Republican Party a little longer. I want to go back to racial issues tying in with the parties quickly. Is that okay, Kyle? Yeah, go for it. Thank you. Um, it's interesting because after World War II, it was the Democrat Party 
that was the Jim Crow party and the party of segregation in the South. That was the Democrats, not the Republicans. The Republicans were the northern states. That's how it was even after the Civil War. Yeah. What changed was these brave Democrat presidents, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. These brave Democrat presidents, Lyndon B- Baines Johnson, mm-hmm. JFK, signed these civil rights acts okay. and these big acts. So now these Democrats in the South were like, we're fed up. We're not part of your party anymore. Really? And they stopped being part of the Democrat party. A lot of them retired after those times. If you're wondering, do not, I want to make this clear, do not associate these retiring Democrat senators from the South with the Republican Party. Yeah. Because once they retired, Republicans said, Southern strategy, we're moving in there. And they took over the South pretty much. Yeah. And they control the South even to this day. It's just interesting to me because the Democrat Party flips. They flip sides. I think they use that to win. Okay. The Republic, Like I said at the beginning, folks, the Republican Party and the conservative way of thinking has pretty much stayed the same. Yeah. And going back to my point, if we didn't have these parties, it wouldn't be flipping. And flipping. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's good. Um, That's good. Anyway, very interesting. And just to finish it off, is what? where do you think we're going to go with... Uh, Police. No, just the civil rights. Uh, not civil rights. I guess black the, lives, the old Black Lives Matter. Pretty much. And stuff. Kyle, I know I'm going to take heat for this. I know I am, but I'm not afraid of it. Okay. I think it might die out a little bit, and I think it already is. I know a lot of um, famous people and uh, pers- big personalities, athletes, are trying to keep it going. LeBron James. For sure. And we're about... I, I want to make it clear. I of NBA players. I'm a, I don't like kneeling down during our pledge. Personally, that's just me. Okay, why do you find that offensive? I find it offensive because the reason we're doing that whole ceremony, that whole pledge, yeah. that whole standing up for our anthem is simply to honor our military. It's not for any other purpose. Okay. So why are you choosing to stand yes. down? So here's, the th- here's my... Thing. I heard this on uh, a Joe Rogan podcast. He's <laughs> the funniest guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> he was saying, which makes complete sense to me, kneeling is a sign of reverence. It's really? what you do when you pray. Good point. Right? Good so point. it's not like he's giving the bird but here's the, the flag. Exactly. And here's the thing. That's just my opinion. And I don't think they should be stopped. It's yeah. their players. And I love, as much as I don't like the violence and the looting that I'm seeing in my country right now, I like at least how it seems like the athletes care about what's going on in our country. They yeah, kind of, they I care. They, do. they care about the politics. They want us to be better. They don't want us just to be destroyed. They're yeah. not these anarchists. Here's but the, per, I'm just personally against yeah. kneeling for the flag. That's just me. The funny thing is, these guys are set up. They're making millions. <laughs> yeah. They're making millions, and they're choosing to help. And they're choosing to help. Which and I like that, Kyle. Yeah. I really do. I'm all about lifting our communities. If anybody, they, everybody, they shouldn't give a. Because they have so much money and this the country set them up. I mean, they worked super hard to get there. Uh, but I I'm glad to see that the agreed athletes and for um, progression. To close it up, folks, we support racial equality on this show. One hundred percent. We're all about that civil rights. I personally I love Black Lives Matter. I don't. We're also on this show very clear that we don't like violence and we don't like disorder and no law in our mm-hmm. country. And we also back the blue. I believe we can do both, folks. I think we can. I think I definitely believe that you need to back the police. 
I'm still up for interpretation of what defend, defund the police And we can means. talk about that on later shows. It'll yeah, be interesting. We'll do a little research on it. See, but <laughs> we, that should, that, that'll, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're both going to research it a little more. And I think the Black Lives Matter movement needs to continue. I think a lot of people, conservative white folk, <laughs> yeah. are getting sick of it, but they shouldn't take offense to it. They should. My opinion, they... I am a white man that grew up in the whitest of societies. <laughs> same, same here. You're, you're a I half know. white man. I'm half white. And but and I'm sure I've had some prejudices rubbed off on me just because of purely growing up in a white society, right? But I truly don't want to have any prejudice uh yeah prejudice thoughts and i try really hard and i i don't think i'm racist in the slightest and kyle you plan on raising your kid just yeah, like that yeah right? and i have a son and I, I i don't see color at least i to try not to at all and i think i think our my generation you're at the tail end of it i'm 28 you're 17 <laughs> um doesn't care about race i don't think my generation does Maybe the ones that were raised in the super racist still parts of the United States, but I I have very little racial prejudice on in my brain. I don't know. I've never thought of that. Um, and so I think we're going to continue to grow out of racial prejudice. I think you're right. I think it slowly just creeps out of our generation. I think right? both parties need to sort of yeah. take reins and say we're moving so out of this. So it just might take a little bit is what I'm saying. Oh, for sure. It'll take time. I think it's dying out. As much as it seems like it's still here, it's it's, di- it's dying out because generation by generation we're getting less. I, I feel like my generation and yours is very – I mean, I don't know. As you as a half – Black kid mm-hmm. growing up in farming or Kaysville, Utah, and it has been. It's have been you felt any? Oh, for sure. I, I, can, I don't know. As a so, I can just say right now. Of course, I, I, I know that some people look at me in the store a little differently. Maybe totally. some of my friends' parents. I don't know. Uh-huh. I can tell that I'm treated a little different. And but that's, that's not inhibiting me. That's not tearing me down. It's not really yeah. weighing me down to not do what but I want to do. But your friends, some people my age or people your age, do you feel that? Oh, of course not. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. We need to work hard still to push it out, but it's gonna die out. But we need to. Do and our each part generation will be better than the last, okay. I think. Okay. Anyways, folks, we're gonna be signing off, keeping it conservative, keeping it real. Listen to us next week. All right. Well, I'll guess we'll see you later. <laughs> Take care.